This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another edition of Get to Know Your Lower Rangers. I am your faithful host at Waffle House on Twitter, aka Christy, aka Will, aka whatever you want to call me. This evening, I am thrilled to be joined by, and I mean it genuinely this time, probably my favorite Lower Ranger because she is a comedic assassin as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if she views herself that way, but I am joined this evening by the one and only and the very lovely Jeanette, a.k.a. at jher17, J-A-Y-H-E-R-1-7 on Twitter. And thank you so much for joining me this evening, Jeanette. How are you doing? Oh, wonderful. After that introduction, what more could a girl want? (laughs) (laughs) You know, only only uh, diamonds and nice food and, uh, you know, vacations, only only everything in the world. I try to I try to pamper my guests a little bit, but, you know, it's uh, uh, there's probably room for improvement there. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that sounds great. If I could get some diamonds, I think I would be a little bit happier. Hell yeah, <laughs> we all would be. I want diamonds too. Maybe uh, may I, this we're recording this uh on February twelfth, so a couple days from Valentine's Day. So fingers crossed, my wife gets me some diamonds for Valentine's. I diamond would, uh, hands. Yeah, diamond hands. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm gonna tell my wife. I want some diamond hands for Valentine's. Well, okay. So Jeanette, you are all the way across the continental U.S. Uh, out in Los Angeles, is that correct? That is correct. Okay. City of Angels. It, City of Angels. Yes. And so, are you uh, born and raised there? Where you? Where do you hail from originally? And and how did you end up in LA? Or or what's your story there? Yes. So, um, born and raised in Los Angeles. Uh, been here all my life. Um, really haven't had a need to leave. Uh, you know. So 
this is where I call home. It's the city that I know best. It's the city that drives me crazy. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I love it. So, yeah. This is so home. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that. I hear that. So, so you're a local to LA that I've, I like, I feel like that's kind of a, a rare thing. I know here in Wilmington, where I, I am born and raised, when people find out that I've lived here my entire life, they're like, holy shit. Like, that, that's, you, you know, you guys are increasingly rare to come across. And I feel like that would be the instance in LA of, of, you know, uh, uh, quite a bit. Yeah. It does have the reputation of uh, attracting uh, transplants through, you know, the universities, entertainment industry, the music industry. Um, so we do have a lot of that and then people fall in love because of, you know, the cliche, the weather and their net, the networking and, uh, so they're willing to stay and put up with everything that the city has, traffic, smog, wildfires, <laughs> you know, corrupt politicians. Sure, and they, sure. you know, they're willing to overlook all of that, stay, build families. And then when their uh, retirement age, they go somewhere that's uh, a lot easier to to live on so to navigate yeah i've (laughs) never i've never been that far west before uh the furthest west i've been i think is texas and just at a layover in an airport so i've i've gone north and i've gone south to to south america and central america but i've never been uh uh that far west in in the united states so i am i'm crossing my fingers my my son moved out to big bear uh earlier or late last fall uh working at a, a ski resort out there and uh he the pictures he sends me i want to throw my phone through the wall because they're it's the most gorgeous stuff in the world that he is sending me pictures of and i um am super jealous of all the the cool cool uh things to do out there um so i know speaking of of children and stuff uh you have a uh a child of your own right yes i do in case the you know the irs is listening (laughs) i claim a dependent i have for the past 16 years okay okay yeah uh so I have a 16 year old he's a junior in high school cool um smart sarcastic uh don't know where that comes from honestly I was about to say I know exactly where that comes from (laughs) so apple apple of my eye heir to my fortune heir to my debt uh yeah so great kid no complaints yet fingers yet. crossed. <laughs> yet. Well, that, that is, that is a crucial word in that sentence is yet, but, uh, I, I feel like, uh, having gotten to know you over the past few months, uh, doing this podcast, I think he's in good hands. It, it seems, seems like it. Um, so what do you do out in LA, uh, as far, as far as work goes? So my job is really not very interesting and probably not well known. So I have the title of medical claims examiner. Okay. So my career entails dealing with uh, encounters that people have with uh, doctors. So when you go to the doctor, the emergency room, if you've ever been hospitalized, had surgery, if you are, you know, use medication on a monthly basis to, because you have a medical condition that requires it. Mm. I am the person that gets all of those claims, bills. And I pay them or deny them based oh. on your the contract that you have with your insurance. I don't like denying claims. Right. It always makes me stick to my stomach. Sure. And I always am like in the back of my head, use your appeal rights, patient, go to the health plan and say, I disagree and you need to pay for this. And 
you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but if you are very persistent, you can get an overturn and your insurance will pay. And it's something that doesn't have to force medical debt on you. Sure. It could be a very simple thing uh, on, uh, from a visit to a complex surgery to a hospitalization. So um, for those of you listening, appeal rights, appeal to your health plan, if whatever you don't agree with, so you don't have to pay out of pocket. That is uh, sage, sage, uh, what, what is the phrase? Sage advice, advice sage yes. wisdom. Yes. yes. Uh, listen to her, America. A medical debt is crippling in this country. Uh, so take Jeanette's advice when, when you have those bills come up. I know you actually sent me a DM. I had posted something about a surgery I had over the summer mm -hmm. and you very kindly, you were like, Hey, this is what you need to do. And fortunately, uh, I was, uh, completely misled as far as what they were covering and and got all of that taken care of but you were absolutely you, you were uh, fantastic like, you your willingness to offer that advice to me uh, barely knowing me at the time uh was super sweet of you and i appreciate that and uh i think it's fascinating just because anytime you can get to know an industry as scary and, and like life altering as the medical insurance industry is, uh, right. the more, you know, you know, knowledge is power, right? Like you, you need to be equipped. My son, um, had a emergency appendectomy one time and, uh, they dismissed him far too soon before the anesthesia had worn off of his stomach. And when we got him home, he was still throwing up from the anesthesia right. and we called the hospital and they said, bring him back. So we bring him back. And eventually it wears off. He goes back to fine. But then they send us a second bill after having after they should have kept us, you know, for just a few more hours. They they recycled a whole new stay in the hospital and all this stuff. Yeah. And I took it to the patients, uh, the patient advocacy department in the hospital. Yeah. And before I knew it, they were like, no, you're good. We're writing all of this off. And all I had to do was make one phone call and, and I had somebody on my side. So you have rights. If you are a patient uh, for this stuff, you absolutely have yes, rights. Right? When the first thing, when you walk into a doctor's office, you see that there is a patient's bill of rights. It's for right. that. Um, there are some people that are very good and diligent about exercising their rights. Um, other people are a little bit, um, more timid and they don't want to sure. fight the system it's like it is what it is you know um, I lost this one I, I gotta pay it's like no um, if you are not the kind of person that is confrontational stubborn will likes to throw out a swear word every now and then <laughs> we all have a relative that does sure, sure. Um, if you trust them with your social <laughs> and your insurance number um, have that person call and pretend to be you and have them give them the business and uh <laughs> I love it. And that's what you got to do. That's yeah. what you got to do. That's what me, um, me and my sister, we do for my mom all the time because um, she only speaks Spanish. Her English is a uh, conversational. She okay. does know a lot of swear words in English <laughs> and can use them very succinctly. Which and, is uh, crucial. Yeah. Right. But when it comes to certain situations, it's like hand it over to us. We'll do the, we'll be the bleep holes and right, right. we'll, you know, 90% of the time, you don't have to really escalate it, just the tone in the voice and, you know, you get someone that's understanding, but that one time that you get someone that is hard-headed and is used right. to, like, no, then you got to turn it up a notch and, you know, it gets results, so... 
Yeah. Y- y'all are good daughters for doing that. Take, taking we care try, of mom. We try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I, well, I, I know you said it's not interesting. I think it's fascinating uh, what you do for a living. Um, so moving on to the show and the entire reason we're doing this, the get to know your Lower yes. Rangers segment. Uh, when did you realize that you quote unquote got the show? Um, in order to answer that question, well, I'm going to answer it differently. So I would like to tell the story of me not getting the show. Absolutely. Please go right ahead. So this goes back to the lineup change, um, after the fiasco with Colin, uh, his comments and him being taken off prematurely from ESPN. Mm -hmm. So the whole lineup changed and here in Los Angeles, I think at the time they were really trying to make the push, I guess, for Dan as a Latino to come strong with, um the latino sports fans sure so they put them on and that was just part of me going to work listening and not really paying attention and what so i was just like i'm not gonna stick with this whatever background music me going to work sure so there was a greg cody it was greg cody Mm -hmm. this man (laughs) (laughs) so as i've established i was listening to espn la pretty much all day long so part of the lineup back then was Laker legend, Laker champion, Michael Thompson, uh-huh. right? And he really leaned into being a very old man and liking a lot of old things and using old-timey phrases when he speaks, right? And he is unabashedly proud of it. He doesn't sure. back away from it at all. So the first time I heard Greg speak, his cadence and his referencing to me seemed very similar to Michael Thompson. Okay. Therein, never Googling Greg Cody, I jumped to the conclusion that Greg Cody was also African American. <laughs> so oh back my then, God. Oh my God. The 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 father of one of, 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 of a guy who's so white he's almost translucent in Chris Cody. <laughs> Go right ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. Understandable. So back then Dan really didn't lean into Cody as like you curmudgeonly white guy that's sports writer that's wrong about stuff. He was just, you're an old guy, you're stuck in your way. Sure, okay. So here I am listening to many Greg Cody Tuesdays and thinking like this poor guy, they get him with the hard network out. Horrible, like this is like, and and Dan is a person of color, like what the heck? You know, she, so he's doing all this stuff with Greg and over the course of time, I realized, oh, he's also Chris's dad. And Chris is like this white kid. So I'm like, very progressive Greg married a white lady. <laughs> right? So I'm like, this guy, like, oh really, my God. more mad respect for Greg. Why is Dan being like this to this guy? So then when they went from Fusion Television to one of the ESPN channels, I'm like, I'm going to tune in because by this time I was like, okay, I'm on it. I'm good. I like the show. I get the jokes and everything. Right. So I go and I have a day off on a Tuesday. I go to my TV and I turn on Dan Lebitard and the face that greeted me was Greg Cody. (laughs) And my my jaw dropped oh my god that's amazing every shade of red pink orange on the face of the earth 
and I was so embarrassed. That's by... so funny. You you had was... a reverse Stu Gotts moment. Yes. You had you completely you did the reverse Stu Gotts, Jeanette. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. And oh I was so embarrassed by it that I almost <laughs> like like I almost didn't watch the show that day. And then I really had a moment of reflection of can I consider myself a follower, a fan of these people <laughs> right. after such a tragic and stupid mistake? So I spent a day or two thinking like, can I get over this? And then when you kind of realize like I'm the only person that knows I messed up in this way, yeah, yeah, you get yeah. over it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And then I, and then it's like, okay, I'm never gonna reveal this unless it like gets me to meet Greg or something, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Right. So it's like, don't tell anybody. So when this opportunity came up, I'm like, I'm just going to let my most dumb whatever moment with the show make its surface and have other people share, uh, share yeah. it to the world and just be like, hey, I did this. And uh, embrace it. Uh, Lean know, into it. Greg, I am so sorry. Um, use your Google people when you just don't know. <laughs> please Google, look for images. Right, right. And uh, then you won't be like me, or you could be like me, and in a couple of years you'll make it to a podcast. So uh, hey, it's, your... it's it's beautiful. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just gonna say there's nothing to apologize for. Like <laughs> like Greg Greg was apparently not saying anything offensive enough or, or old white guy curmudgeonly enough to to like set off any alarm bells or or like doing the old white sports writer thing right like that's that's oh man that's such a good story Jeanette and yes you you absolutely reverse Stugatz at least you didn't you know at least you didn't pull a Stugatz at least you didn't go the other direction <laughs> um but uh I, you know what if if they had gotten Greg to uh rap Dr. Dre you would have known immediately I feel like uh, uh, you would have been like, oh, wait, okay, that's an old white guy trying to rap uh, uh, California love right there. I, I feel like I feel like that that would have been one of those moments for sure. Well, that is uh, that is in all seriousness my favorite moment of somebody getting the show. Um, that that's too perfect, too perfect. Um, so besides your initial getting the show, not getting the show, so to speak, what has been one of your favorite moments over the years that you've just enjoyed that you, you go to basically consistently um, uh, to, to enjoy repeatedly? Wow. So there's any, uh, any of a number of things, uh, you know, um, but I think uh, one of the things I always tend to go back to is uh, Billy's work as people. Okay. The UM yes, hype yes. speech with the uh, <laughs> Phil Collins in the background with the drums, and uh, so or any of the appearances where he's like, when they were gonna go to a uh, Dallas to the Cowboy Stadium for the UM game, and then he when he went on Fine Bomb and he's like, we're taking Gato one, Gato <laughs> two, and he's like, damn, what was going on? Why are there so many Gatos? What was going on back in the day? So that's always great. The Fine Bomb um, is great. Yeah, he's like, Pablito. I went and I called Pablito, so that was always great. Um, a moment that I always tend to go back to whenever there's like, uh, you know, slow slow pod day or something like that mm -hmm. is uh, Greg uh, 
scooping the uh, engagement news. Yes. And yeah, yeah. Uh, just from uh, the start of the show, and it, it's on YouTube, so you see like Dan physically, his will to live kind of leave his body. <laughs> and everybody else is like, congratulations. And he's like, my phone's blowing up and how he like took the rest of the day off. So that one always cheers me up sure. uh, whenever I need it or, you know, it starts the rabbit hole of everything. Uh, yeah. So, and then I guess um, recently, uh, anytime that they try to push like a limited fake. Mm -hmm. So when they, they, they call and we get the caller involvement. So like the Sean Connery's, uh, the the basketball, the basketball swoosh. The, yes. Yeah. I, I can't do it. So I would have never <laughs> called. So that's always great as well. So those moments where Dan is like, I'm going to buck the system. I want callers. And then it's like one more. That was great. And then he pushes it. And then the next person, you know, kills it. And he's like, hey, we're never taking callers again. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that I can't, we don't get those moments anymore. I really wish we could because I'm pretty sure there's like some great stuff that we're not hearing right now. I'm sure they'll figure out a way to do it. Yes, the Sean Connery, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row uh, interview <laughs> is is one of my favorite. It was the most surreal, like, what the hell am I listening to right now? It was so strange. Um, but it, it, it totally, as, as with everything, uh, again, the magic of this show is the fact that they lean into every awkward moment they don't shy away from anything they don't pull back because the moment they pull back suddenly you lose your confidence as dan says you start leaking confidence right mm -hmm. but the moment you lean into it and you just embrace it it's like it's like seeing the guy out in public wearing an outfit that like nobody should look cool wearing but he's got so much confidence doing it that you're like holy shit i need that shirt i need those pants i need those shoes and i <laughs> i need to but but if you don't have the confidence it doesn't work you know never works so uh, I know you just mentioned Peepo, uh, but I got to ask you, who is your favorite member of the Lebitard show universe? Well, he's the one that kind of got me into this and uh, by gummit in honor of him, I use an old timey phrase. So it's going to be Greg Cody. Yeah, Greg, Greg Cody to me is like my long lost great uncle or something <laughs> right. he would be like if he shows up to the house he's the one that's that's grilling he's the one that's telling me all of the family stories that i've heard a hundred times right you know uh uh you know taking you know i would imagine like he's taking me to to dolphins games when they are horrible and and you know he's like listen we gotta be excited for uh checks the tape Fitzpatrick okay <laughs> you know whatever right, uh, look, right. you, you know there, there goes a uh, Frank Gore three yards at a time so it would be Greg uh Greg has my heart he uh, also much like everybody else when he gets too self-involved it's like come on get over yourself but then you <laughs> But then you feel bad that you are projecting so negatively on him. So then you're like, okay, stop it. And then you love him again. Right. So right. He, he, always, he always comes back around in the, the love yes. hate uh, circle, right? Yes. It all, it's always a horseshoe. It's like it's the win -win moment win with him. Yeah. 
the moment you start to tire of or like be a little annoyed by him, he does something that redeems himself completely. And you're like, God, okay, that's that's why you're the best. I, I love Greg as well. Good, great choice. So uh, uh, moving on to Lauer After Hours, how did you get wrapped up in this entire podcast endeavor uh, to the point where you are now doing Get to Know Your Lauer Rangers? And I believe you're doing Laughter the Club now and you're on the interviews with us. Who roped you into doing this? Well, I guess that would be a more fitting question for me to ask you guys. Oh yeah. Since I start <laughs> since I started out as a as a fan of the podcast. Um so early on when you guys were uh recording, I was following a few members of the of Lauer and they would tweet the links like, hey, you know, here's our recording that we did. Um talking about uh, Vegemite and here we talk with David yeah. Sampson and uh, you know Morgan hasn't eaten peanut butter ever and so that was, that, like was that early early on yeah so I was just like well if it's you know people that have called into the Lauer have been on the show fan, you know super fans as it were uh, Stupak, Steak, um, right. Morgan so then it's like, okay, let's see what they have to say. So I started off just as a fan of the pod and loving what you guys did. In right. fact, like 4th of July weekend, I think I had binged like six episodes that you guys had at that point, five or six. I was just right. like, this is great. I like it. So just, and then as you guys grew in numbers, I started following more of you guys and interacting, you know, um, on the, the interviews that you guys would do uh, or just like general comments to non-show related tweets that you guys would have. And then I think what happened was after the Lakers won their championship, uh, they, re and you know, they let go of like Rondo and Dwight and a couple other people, they posted their pictures on the tweet and it just said like, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I quote tweeted that and I put, that's not a real song right right so then that was like tweet kind of blew up for me and I was like oh this is cool like like now I know how Will feels <laughs> and uh uh Pam reached out to me and she's like you know we 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 love your humor and the way that you interact with us would you like to join and that's how it started so all credit goes to Pam I'm under Hell Pam's yeah. umbrella um, <laughs> if anybody if anybody wants to say otherwise, um, you got to go through Pam. So okay, I'm, you okay. Know, I'm, like I, I'm Team Pam. Gotcha. Tam. So you're uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, Tam. Uh, so so uh, under the uh, the multi level marketing scheme of Lauer After Hours, Pam is getting uh, a cut of your revenue that you're generating for us, right? Under the, right. the if she this gets, was a. She, she gets the 15 percent or whatever the, the fee is so. yeah if this was a stugatz uh pyramid scheme that that's how that would that would work right so yeah, 90 um, ten, 90 10 her way yes right <laughs> so okay i gotta ask you this uh kind of serious um what is your second favorite color green green good choice green. good choice any any particular shade of green um uh, whatever is inside of like the dollar bill that particular shade of green. okay all right money all right money all right. green yeah money green money green all right what is your first favorite color copper 
copper. Ooh, fancy. If you ever combine those colors, I feel like that would go well together. I feel like pennies and like dollar and, and change, uh, th those colors go well. Yeah, uh, I used to work as a cashier in high school. So that okay. was like my my favorite thing was to go to the bank and get change and crack open the the, the pennies and the quarters oh, and put I them used in to my be a drawer. Cashier. That, that was my favorite thing too, breaking those uh those and, those coins uh, open. Getting the new bills and like scrunching them up so they wouldn't stick. But I would always do like the like run my fingers through it and then like smell them. So that is one <laughs> of my favorite smells. Like new new money. Right. No, I old would get... money smells old money smells pretty good too, but new money is the new best, money. So. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. I used to get so annoyed when I would get a new roll of quarters or something from the manager and it would be the shrink wrap instead of the paper. Like I would mm. no, uh, put that back in there. Give me another one. Give me another one. Like I, I would I would like savor that that moment where I got to crack them up, bust them open into the the till, the registers till. Um yeah. so Having done this for a little while now, what would you say is your favorite moment that you've uh, had on Lauer After Hours so far? That I've had? Um, well, I don't think I've really had like a, a moment. Uh, well, I guess it was when we were with uh, Kelly James a couple uh -huh. weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And him doing that, the, that podcast the just dropped, actually. <laughs> And him doing the, the freestyle and uh, how he like called me out for sitting in my dark ass room. <laughs> and then I was like, well, it's not my fault. I have like a really bad light bulb. So then I went and I bought a, a lamp. So. Uh, oh, is that time... why? That's why you, you, you're you so beautifully lit right now. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's so funny. So Kelly James shamed you into uh, redoing the lighting in your room. Yeah. So $30 well spent, I guess. <laughs> So. Well, I'm going to have to tag him whenever this episode drops in the tweet <laughs> and let him know. Like, I'm going to take a screenshot, right? Smile for me. Hold on one second. Let's see. One, two, three. <laughs> Beautifully. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. So Kelly, J your favorite moment so far is when Kelly James shamed you uh, doing his freestyle. Uh, yeah. And for those that haven't heard that episode, or maybe because you weren't familiar with that name, uh, he was an absolute delight. He freestyles at the PGA tour and we got to interview him. Uh, he's an old college buddy of beep counts. Um, yeah, that was a fantastic, I, the thing, and, and I know a few of us have mentioned this in the chats, um, but these smaller interview guests that like people don't know as well as like the big names like Katie Nolan or Chris Cody or Billy or Roy or whoever Ron McGill um they they are absolute gems when it comes to the interview process uh they uh like just just because you, there's more of like a discovery process into who these people are when we get a chance to to all interview them it's been an absolute blast to to be a part of um yeah, totally Jeanette, agree yeah, yeah. Well, you've you've absolutely crushed it on all the uh, episodes that you have joined us. And I, I know I've got to let you go now. You've got a hard out here. Uh, you got to keep your schedule for Laughter the Club, uh, which is about to record. Um, so oh, good, good, good luck with that, Jeanette. Um, Godspeed. Uh, be well. I hope you survive it. And uh, and and I'll uh, I'll have to listen to it. Maybe uh, like. 
uh, I'll see, see how it goes. I'll wait for the laughter of the club to drop tomorrow and, and check it out. But, uh, Jeanette, thank you so much for joining us for, for this episode of get to know your Lauer Rangers. And we will see you next week. listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.